Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I'm here with my friend Jim Thompson, and this is another episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Lone Star Content Marketing. Partial support for Law Talk Radio comes from our sponsor advertisers who cover our production fees. We encourage our friends and colleagues to help sponsor the production of our Law Talk Radio shows. You may send me an email directly for more information on sponsor plans and benefits at nick at lonestarcontentmarketing.com. Again, that's nick at lonestarcontentmarketing.com. Don't forget to please share the on-demand links to these episodes in uh, your social media pages as you see our programs because that is where many people find our shows on their Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn pages. We do appreciate everyone's support and uh, assistance in sharing their shows. All of our podcast channels and programs are available on one spot uh, on the website uh, located at LoneStarContentMarketing.com. There is a page called Podcasts. You may all find uh, all of our uh, episodes there. They're uh, embedded players to this program, uh, as well as some of our other programs that we produce for our clients uh, and uh, other programs of, of interest. Okay, as for today's show, today's wonderful title for Episode 8 uh, of the series, Building Your Law Practice with Jim Thompson and Nick Augustine. Episode 8 is titled, Are You a Rich Hillbilly and Don't Even Know It Yet? This is going to be interesting. Let's see what Jim has to say. I'm uh, Guessing it's going to sound like I should get out in the back 40 and start drilling for clients. So we'll hear about that. Be, uh, you know, I'm here in Texas and Jim's up in Illinois, so it's always kind of fun to you know, throw in some uh, things like that. So uh, a little bit of background for anyone who's a first-time listener uh, in this series. Referrals, we're talking about getting clients now. They really are the lifeblood of uh, any business, especially for lawyers. So why is it then that lawyers are not getting the referrals they need to grow their practice? So what we have been talking about and what we'll continue talking about every Monday at noon, uh, Jim Thompson and I, Jim, of course, is a retired attorney, and he's the author of the book, Why Clients, or Why Attorneys, rather, Fail to Get the Referrals They Deserve and Need to Grow Their Practice and What They Can Do About It. So Jim uh, is the author of that book. Uh, you can also get a copy of the book. Uh, we listen to the show, and Jim will tell you how. So Jim and I are talking about so many of these reasons why lawyers fail to get these clients, he fails to get those referrals, and it all comes down to some basics in marketing, business development, and sales. But we are positioning all of this in a way that's attorney-friendly, in ways that we can all make sense of it. But again, all of the information that we're talking about really does apply to anyone in business. So we hope you all enjoy the program. And uh, we're going to hear more from Jim uh, about how to uh, drill for these uh, clients and referrals that must be somewhere down in a well. Um, Jim, let's take it away. Tell us more. Hey, okay, Nick, how you doing? Um, we're finally starting to get a little warmer weather up here in Chicago, so things are thawing out. But I hope uh, by the title, Are You a Rich Hillbilly and You Don't Even Know It? I hope I don't offend anybody by calling someone a hillbilly. But what I want to talk about today, it's kind of um, in the last, I guess, probably has to do with the weather and things of that nature because in the last, oh, three or four weeks, you know, and I'm talking to clients and, and folks that have been practicing law for, for, for a while and they're just telling me how their business is terrible, it's off, and, you know, complaining about this and complaining about the weather and, and just about everything. And um, the other day I was having lunch with a real good friend of mine and 
same type of thing was coming up. You know, Jim, um, business has been really off. I, I don't know what's going on. It's got to be the economy and et cetera, et cetera. And I said, you know, I can understand that. But let me just ask you a question. I said, uh, you know, uh, you're familiar with the Beverly Hillbillies, right? And he said, yeah, because he was a little older. Uh, now, some of you younger attorneys who may be listening, if you don't know who the Beverly Hillbillies are, you can probably catch them on, uh, I don't know, one of the stations that reruns all these programs, or ask your mom and dad if you're not familiar. But I asked For him, YouTube. Said, yeah, exactly. Just on YouTube and do it, yeah. And I said, uh, you know, just something out of the blue. Well, not out of the blue, because I used this before. I said, uh, uh, Nick, I'll use you as an example. Nick, uh, were, were, were the Beverly Hillbillies, was Jed Rich before or after he fired that faithful shot? And, you know, my, my, my client looks at me and he goes, like, looking at me like, have I lost my mind? What the heck am I talking about? And I said, you know, again, was was Chad Rich before he fired that faithful shot and struck oil? Oh, kind of, you know, jogged his memory a little bit. And he goes, you know, um, what are you getting at? And I said, just, just think about this. He's, he's, he's sitting on oil and he fires his faithful shot and the oil well comes up. So was he rich before or after? And so my client looks at me and he goes, well, probably both. And then he looks at me and he goes, what are you talking about? Here we are. You're trying to tell me about getting clients. And I said to him, I said, I, want you to, I use this as an analogy, but I want you to think about something. Okay, Jed, as we just discovered, was sitting on this, this oil field. And he fires a shot and the oil springs up. So he was sitting on an oil well, but he didn't even know it. He had a ton of clients sitting right underneath him, and he's still looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" Okay, I said, "All right, let me let me let, let me make it real clear for you. You've been in practice for about five or six years, if I recall, um, maybe a little bit longer, and, and I would imagine that during the course of, of your your practice, that you come across." and represented clients that, that liked you and trusted you and thought you did a great job for you, right? And he said, well, sure. Well, he said, when was the last time you really connected with any of these clients? They're sitting right underneath your nose, just like that oil, and you do not take advantage of that. And so he's looking at me, still thinking I'm like, mm, not really all there, not really expressing myself really well. I go, I want you to think about this. You have been in practice, and over the course of probably the years you've been in practice, you've developed a number of clients. And I'm saying this again, woman. All of a sudden, it's starting to sink in. Yeah, you're right. And I go, when was the last time you reached out to clients that, that you're not doing something for and you may have done something for it, and you haven't had any contact with him, say, in six months, seven months, a year. And he's looking at me like, yeah. I said, well, why, why is it that you have not stayed in touch with these folks? And he couldn't give me an answer other than, really, I just haven't. And my point is this, okay, if you have... Then in practice, and for, for those that are fairly new in practice, I'm going to share something with you 
that, that will kind of lend a little more credence to what I'm talking about with regard to what, what you're facing. But if you've been in practice for any length of time, you have clients out there that you should be in contact with on a regular basis. When, when you do something for someone, you should stay in touch. Remember we've talked about TOMA, that top-of-the-mind awareness. You're never going to get referrals from anyone unless you stay on the top of their mind. So you finish a, a matter for a client, and, and I'm going to use just, again, a personal injury situation. You finish a nice personal injury case for a client, and he really thinks you did a good job, and uh, the client kind of you know rides off into the sunset, and you don't see him again. Why? This guy liked you. He thought you did a great job for him. So why did you just let this guy go? And there's a lot of reasons for it. Probably a lot of it is just not knowing, not knowing you should stay in touch, not realizing the the, the, the oil field you have out there. Uh, and, you know, in Texas they call oil, I believe, black gold, so we'll, we'll, we'll relate this to Texas. But this is your gold mine out there. The people that you have done work for are the people you need to stay in touch with. And, and all of a sudden I'm talking to this client and he's going, yeah, and he's shaking his head, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. That's a great idea. And then he looks at me and he says, but, you know, I, I haven't talked to someone in a month, two months, three months, a year or two, and I feel kind of um, funny reconnecting with them because, you know, I I, I just feel that, that there's, there's a disconnect there. So... The next question is, is, well, how would you suggest that, that I, I reconnect with these folks? And I said, well, let me give you a little story, okay? And this is another client I was working with who wasn't a, um, a lawyer, but one of the other clients, actually she was a financial planner. And uh, it was around Thanksgiving time, and, and she had moved here to Chicago from another city not too far from Chicago, and she said, yeah, I had a bunch of clients in this other city, but I've been, you know, haven't talked to them, both of them, in probably a year. They don't even know I moved. And I said, well, why haven't you stayed in touch with them? Well, I've been in Chicago, it's too far, all this, all the excuses that everybody can come up with. I said, well, it's being, it, being around Thanksgiving. Uh, why don't you just get some nice Thanksgiving cards, go to the store, buy some nice Thanksgiving cards, and... I want you to write a handwritten note to all the clients you had. And, and, and she had, I think, something like 115 clients somewhere in that area. So she did. She took the time and she wrote a nice little handwritten note. You know, hi, John, haven't talked in a while. I've, since we last talked, I moved to Chicago, et cetera. Just whatever the, the situation would be, just so it's kind of personal. Um, and normally, I, 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 if, if somebody would know you, I wouldn't want you to impose a business card. But... You know, she did because she had moved and, and she was in a new location. Um, she calls me up and, and, and on a regular basis, and we're talking about a month and a half later, and she says, you aren't going to believe what happened. She said, I had about 15 or 16 of those people actually contact me, and I did business with five or six or seven of them. I had my best month ever, just mm-hmm. by writing a simple little note, because mm-hmm. you're reconnected. Jim, uh, another uh, friend of mine tells a similar story about um, someone who worked at 
worked in corporate America for a number of years and was then in a transition and went into this consulting gig, and I forget exactly what specifically it was, but the idea came about to think of all the people from the past and send postcards or postcards, or I think it was postcards, and some of the most unlikely folks, and this person did this, sent all these out, you know, just, hi, I want to let you know that I'm over here now doing this, and the response was uh, incredible. Uh, and so I guess the point usually is that some of the most obvious ambassadors we have out there are people we already know so well, but you just take it for granted. We don't even think about it. And, and uh, I'll just give the example to, to uh, attorneys listening. Think about how many people you know from high school. Think about how many people you know from college. And then think about law school. You know, once we drill down to these different groups and then different times that we've spent in some of these institutions, you know, I think back to college and what was I involved in and what did, you know, were you involved in a fraternity? Did you play sports? Uh, these communities of folks, there are so many people out there. And when you just start kind of digging and drilling down, there are more, you know, like everyone says, uh, you know, with basketball and Final Four and all this, um, you know, we hear the crowd cheering. And the more people we know, we're going to cheer for us loudest are the people that have been there uh, to watch us grow and uh, people who know us grow up in our careers. So, again, when we think of who is going to send us referrals, we think of who's down the street, who have we met networking, who have we met, uh, you know, going around town. But there's all these other folks out there. So just a thought. <laughs> well, well, Nick, uh, we didn't talk about that aspect of it. You kind of read my mind. But hold that thought because I want to, I want to come back to that. But um, when when you and I've had attorneys when we I've talked to them about this go well you know I'm I'm a personal injury attorney and I'm you know I did an automobile case for someone and you know odds of that person ever getting an automobile case again or something none and you know they may be right but I said here's here's, here's what you got to think about and this gets back into the referral mindset every client you have knows probably 200 to 250 people. So you're not just writing a note to stay in touch with this person so that that person will come back as a client, but you want to remind them of what a great job you did. Now, you're not going to come out and write, obviously, of course, telling them what a great job you did, but if, if you stay in touch with them on a regular basis, as we've talked about before, so what we're talking about now is reconnecting with these people and starting this process all over again. Now, here's a, here's a couple of things, and, and, and it gets back into, well, how do I reconnect? What are some ideas to reconnect? Well, again, depending on the client, how well you know the client, what you did for them, et cetera, there's a couple of different things. You know, you can just pick up the phone and say, hey, Nick, you know, um, God, it seems like forever since we, we talked. Uh, you know, I know it was a couple months ago. Well, I said it that way. I did it for a reason. If you stop and think, if somebody were to call you today, Nick, if you were to call me out of the blue, I wouldn't remember the last time you and I talked. So I was like, you know, it seems like, you know, four or five months ago. It might be two years ago. That person may not remember when they last talked to you. You know, and then you start this conversation, how are you doing, you know, and, and of course, hopefully on your intake you know, you, you know who his, his wife is. You know, how's Mary doing, you know? And uh, how's your, how are your kids doing? Now, 
here's the other thing. You may find that, you know, what are we, what are we coming up on now? May and June, graduation. On your intake form, you might recall that he had a son that was going to be graduating from college or maybe even graduating from law school, whatever the case may be, med school, whatever it could be. You're calling them and say, you know, I was going through my records the other day, and you and I hadn't talked in, in, in a while, and I, I just realized that your son John is, is getting ready to graduate from law school. Congratulations. Of course, guy may say, well, you got any jobs for him? You know, jobs are, are well, you know, I may not have any, but I've got some friends, so have John stop in and see me. You never know. Or, if, you know, he's graduating from college or, or whatever the case may be. Just something in common to talk to him about. Um, you know, you may have a, and I'm going to touch on something in just a minute, and that hopefully we'll have time, but you, you may be, you know, you got, you got that intake form, and you know it's his birthday coming up. You know, John, I haven't talked to you in two or three months, and I just realized it's your birthday in a couple of months or next week or whatever the case may be. And I just was thinking about you. I just want to know how you do it. Do not talk salesy. Do not mention that you want more business or any of that. It's just a friendly call to reconnect. Now, once you've reconnected, now you can start on a monthly basis. You remember in one of the programs I mentioned I'd like my clients to, to, to stay in contact with their clients at least once a month and, and how you can do that without seeming salesy. Uh, you know, birthdays, Christmas, New Year's, all those different things that come up. So now you've started that reconnecting. He started to remember you. Now, is he going to send you business right away? Probably not. But he may just say, geez, you know what? I am so glad you called. My sister was in a car accident two weeks ago. And, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So you start making that connection, and you build on it. You build on it. Now, you know, if you don't feel comfortable making a phone call, send a card. Same type of thing, a handwritten note, a card. It might be his birthday. It might be his kids graduating from high school, college. It might be his wife's birthday. But you just say, you know, it's been a while since we've talked, and I just noticed blah, 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 whatever it happens to be, and hope everything's going well. Now, if you've got a number of clients that you haven't talked to in two or three years, and all of a sudden two or three of them start referring people to you, you know, what did that cost you? A phone call? A 46-cent stamp? You know, in a nice little note. So, so the point I want to get across is these people are out there. They know you. They like you. They trust you. Why let them go to another attorney when they have a problem? Now, for those who, uh, Nick touched on this just a little bit, for those that, that have been practicing in a very short period of time and may not have a you know, buildup of, of clients, Nick touched on this. Why not reconnect with people you went to high school with, people you went to college with, you know, people you went to law school. I'm going to touch law school in just a minute. But let them know. Maybe maybe you hadn't talked to one of your best buddies in high school in eight or nine years. And, you know, hey, Nick, it's been a while since we talked. I, I, I don't remember how long it is. But, you know, remember when we got in trouble with Mrs. So-and-so's class or something like that? Whatever the case may be. So now you're starting to connect. It's a little bit different than these folks don't really know, like, and trust you from the standpoint of legal thing, but you let them know you're practicing law. The same thing with your college buddies, and Nick mentioned, you know, fraternities, athletics, whatever the case may be. Um, and, and, and you just 
let them know you are practicing law, you want to reconnect with them. And you do it in a, in a way that doesn't really sound like you're looking for business. Um, you know, keep in touch with your law school classmates. I think, and I come across a lot of these young lawyers these days that have gone out on their own or are in a very small firm, and I ask them, do you keep in touch with, with any of your, your law school classmates? And they go, no, not really. And, and why do you ask? Because they're in a big firm or, you know, they're here or they're there. and they, You know, they may be in a big firm, but guess what? They may get somebody, they, they may be doing transactional work on some highfalutin securities projects, but their cousin may get in a car accident or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they need, they need somebody to do something. You know, you're probably not going to get any business out of that law firm per se because as a solo, you're probably not equipped to do it. But you may get, you know, referral business from, you know, your, your buddy John that you went to law school with and, you know, you studied with and all that, and, you know, he was number one in the class, and you were at the bottom of the class, but he still remembers you as a great guy. <clears> and he, you, you let him know, hey, this is what I'm doing. Uh, hey, Jim. Personal injury. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, one, of the, one of the reasons, Jim, I think that that works um, is that, um, to think back to fraternity, for example, um, I was a SIGAP at Marquette, and the whole concept of this brotherhood forever type of thing is something that a lot mm-hmm. of us heard about, you know, and it's this idea of that years can go by and anyone can reach out. And um, I know that I've got um, SIGAP brothers who are all over the country, for example. And mm-hmm. so, anyways, there's this, ob- there's this uh, like a sense of obligation, a sense of yearning to fulfill that, um, you know, as everyone belongs to alumni associations and keeps their, you know, updating their alumni profile here and there, and um, mm-hmm. being able to satisfy that underlying need and desire to make good on the social contract, make good on that agreement that you made with the school and with your friends and all this, um, if people really feel good about it and they feel kind of jazzed up because everyone, I think, psychologically has a tendency to um, step back and put themselves in their own isolated bubble of their activities and kind of judge where they're at, where they're at and where they should be. Um, you know, so there's this constant wanting to measure up with one another. Um, and so connecting with some of these folks from the past, everyone, it's kind of like going to a, a reunion. And I have my 20-year high school reunion coming up this summer, so this is in my mind. But you go to your reunion, and everyone wants to put forth their best efforts and say, I'm doing really well, and, you know, here's Jim, and here's Bob, and, you know, who are these people? That, you know, this guy's a realtor, or this person's a superintendent of schools, um, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But we all want to do well, and doing well usually means that we carry with us a, our own book of business, but it's human capital and social capital of people we've known over the years. So, you know, if I'm, you know, one of my, for example, one of my high school buddies is a preacher in South Carolina, and I'm sure he, knew, you know, if I were coming to town, you know, he'd want to show me all the people in his congregation who might be a good, you know, here's Nick, here's my buddy from high school, we ran track together, you know, whatever it is, but... Um, there's this yearning to want to make good on this idea of getting out there and building a social book of business that we can turn into to referrals. I mean, uh, you know, when people come back to their small towns after going to, uh, you know, way a bigger city for law school and college, they'll come back and people will get jobs in their, you know, towns where they grow up because there's a hometown factor, you know, so-and-so is a hometown guy or girl and they know all these people and they're going to 
bring in people because people want to do business with people they've known forever and have history with. So as we're talking about this, I want you all to think of your social book of business because with law firms, you, know, you think of your book of business and clients and you know, who can likely send uh, referrals and all this. But again, stressing why it works in the social contracts and psychology and that background of everyone wanting their friends and their family and the people they've known forever to do well. So that's just, again, cannot, you know, I cannot stress uh, enough the importance of digging back and going further back because we all know that when we go to that high school reunion, there's people who remember us and we don't remember them. Um, you know, so, you know, whether <laughs> there's a lot of people out there is my, my point. So, Jim, I'm glad that we're talking about this today. Um, you know, as many of us can kind of go around and around and around in a circle, and this leads into next week we're going to be talking about um, the, the title is going to be Help. Uh, my marketing is stuck. <laughs> Why is it so hard to get moving sometimes? Um, you know, and sometimes maybe these, these folks in the past might be, uh, you know, a good refresher of some friendly and easy people to talk to who might lead to business. Yeah, yeah and I think you're exactly right. It, 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 it's kind of like, yeah, we can sit down on whatever, Sunday night, Monday morning, and say, okay, these are five people, business people, lawyers, I want to make sure I contact. Then we sometimes overlook some of the obvious people that um, are out there. And, of course, we look what's going on with LinkedIn these days. Look what's going on with, um, you know, Facebook and the connections you make. And somebody knows somebody that knows somebody, and it's amazing. I've gone to conferences and, and different things and, and met people that I've known only on Facebook, and it's like, you know, yeah. long-lost cousins. And you start talking about, you know, different things that what you're doing and all that. And I go, you know what? You're in Chicago. You know, you need to look up my buddy John or Bill or Sam who's with this law firm. And, and for you young guys out there, okay, for, the, for you guys that just are, are trying to find your niche and trying to find a law firm, you know, just going out and putting resumes in is not going to get it. You've got to start making these connections. You never know. Yeah, the you, they're, they're you out there, Jim. Jim, give me an yeah, example. Go. Perfect example. One just popped in my head. Okay. I'm here in Denton, Texas. There's a guy named Chad Cooley in California. He's the Chad the Bail guy. He's a bail bondsman. And he shared a link to something with Don Ramsell. Don Ramsell is the 1-800-DUI guy in uh, Chicagoland, West Suburbs. And, you know, you follow the trail of Don had a case with Nicole Sartori, Fox Valley Law Center. She's a happy client of mine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she knows Don Ramsell, another client former client of mine, started his law practice with Don's at, Don Ramsell on the west side of the city of Chicago. Um, and then, uh, you know, so it's funny. And then um, you know, the guy in California is uh, shares something with me. I'm in Texas. I, you know, had funny, you know, tell him, like, very small world and all this, you know. So really, these connections, it just if you pay attention sometimes, uh, who else knows each other, these circles start getting smaller. And, um, you know, when we go on, on sometimes when we're on LinkedIn and we see uh, people who are frequent um, uh, commenters and frequent people who share information, the world starts getting smaller. It is like going to a little networking event at your computer. It's like a little social party um, and everyone's there, you know. I mean, that's just as good as a live audience of people sometimes. Take advantage of it. Yeah, it's it's just a matter of really sitting down and thinking through, you know, what clients have I had that I really want to reconnect with? Now, there may be some clients you never want to see again, and obviously we all had those, but who do you want to connect with? And somebody said to me, well, how far back should, when should I start? I said, well, you know, 
start with the most recent clients. Obviously, that's the easiest. You haven't talked to somebody in a month, two months, three months, four months, you know, and start working your way back and start doing it, you know, in little chunks of, okay, I'm going to look for the clients that in the last two months I haven't connected with. And then the next day or whatever, then, then you know, the, the third and fourth month, the fifth and sixth, you know, because if you look at it and go, I'm going to connect with all these clients that I've had, God, that's such an overwhelming task. I don't even know where mm-hmm. start. I mean, whatever you feel comfortable starting with. I mean, I'm not here to tell you you start with two months, three months, whatever, but start small. You know, maybe... Maybe, uh, you know, reconnecting with, with, start a goal of reconnecting with 10 clients a week. Okay, that's only two a day, if my math is right. Um, but but it's, it, it, you start those little chunks of time. I have so many attorneys that tell me, Jim, I just don't have time to do marketing. I, you know, I, I, I'm so busy. I've got all these things going on. And I go, you know, I can guarantee you I can find an hour a day. Maybe not all together an hour, but a little chunk of time, 10 minutes here, 20 minutes here, and you start doing some of these little things, they're going to pay mm-hmm. off. You don't have to spend hours marketing. Now, if you're a young guy and just, just you know, getting into it, sure, you've got a lot of time on your hands. I can put you in the directions of some of the things you should be doing five and six hours. But if you've just got a little bit of time, an hour a day, I can show you where you're going to have an hour a day. And that's, that's what I ask my clients to give me. Give me a commit to an hour a day and... When I show you some of the action items I want you to take and I'm going to hold you accountable, then, then that's, that's what I want. Um, there's a lot more stuff. stuff Jim, we're almost out of time. Almost out of time. Jim, tell them how they can get a copy of the book digitally. Yeah. If, if they want a copy of the e-book, um, I'll send it to you. Send me an email at J-E-T, that's James Edward Thompson, J-E-T at Lawyers Marketing Resource. Dot com again lawyers marketing resource dot com and uh, J E T at lawyers marketing resource I'll be glad to send you the ebook uh, it's you know and, and hopefully that that'll you'll find some value in it I've, I've got some good feedback from some of the folks that have asked for it and you know so if, if you're interested in getting clients you know I'll be glad to send it to you and I'll also send you uh, I'll put you in touch with some of the other books you can read. Uh, uh, that that would uh, that I've been you know fortunate enough to be able to pick up, read, et cetera. That uh, will will give you uh, even more ideas on getting clients. Excellent, so I guess excellent. Well, that, that half hour just like flies. It by. does. It goes fast. <laughs> it goes quickly. Um, but thank, we want to appreciate everyone who uh, and most people listen to these uh, when they find them uh, afterwards in newsletters and whatnot and so on and so forth. And we appreciate everyone's time uh, and listening to programs and sharing them because, again, this is just a series that we're doing Mondays at noon, uh, talking about different ways that uh, people can, you know, things that people can do immediately, uh, cost-effectively, oftentimes free, and most of the time free, uh, to start getting things in gear and talking about getting things in gear and building the law practice and any small business and getting clients and really just we're changing that referral mindset and building the habits. So next week we'll talk about getting our marketing on the stuck, why it is so difficult sometimes to find that hour of time and actually sit down, pull the trigger and do it. Uh, so we'll talk about some behaviors and uh, habits and things we can do about that. So we have gone over our time. I appreciate everyone's time and listening to this program. Again, this is Nick Augustine for Lone Star Content Marketing in Denton, Texas, and uh, Jim Thompson from Midwest Marketing uh, Group in uh, 
Orland Park gym, is it? Are you in Orland or Dimley or wherever you're at? Orland Park. Yeah. Orland Chicago. Park. That's what I thought. <laughs> All right. Well, we want, we're again, we're over our time. So we want to thank you all for listening. Tune in next Monday and definitely uh, get in touch with one of us if you'd like to suggest content uh, or a topic for a, a new episode. So, again, thank you all for your time, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay. See you, Dan.